0: Have you ever thought how to speed up your IT career? Have you ever thought why some engineers, architects, leaders and scientists are more successful than others? My name is Łukasz Karwatski, and I love asking questions. I invited here many industry experts with different backgrounds and point of views. This is Engineering Growth Trap podcast. Welcome on board. Hi, and very warm welcome to our special guest today, Sandra Namatovu, experienced data and IT recruiter. Hi Sandra, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you, Lucas. How are
0: you? I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm really excited to this interview because I hope you will reveal a lot of IT recruitment secrets.
1: I hope so too.
0: Great, let's get started. We're recently talking about signs that uh, in the call that the candidate is a good fit to the organization, what is the worst thing the candidate can do or is the biggest disadvantage of the candidate so you don't you will not consider this candidate to be hired or to be presented to the company to the hiring manager
1: I would say when it comes to on the call, when I've called them, if they are answering in very short, clipped sentences, i.e. yeah, I work with Excel, yeah, I work with SQL, but they don't really go into detail about how they work with these tools. And then on the flip side, if they
0: overcomplicate it, so too long a description.
1: Yeah, too long a description as well. I would say those are the only disadvantages when I'm calling a person. And on their CV, a disadva- the disadvantages are if they don't have the things that I mentioned before that we're looking for in a program. So,
0: uh, of course, it's obvious that if they don't have the skills you're looking for, that's obvious. It's a big a disadvantage. It's, you cannot go forward with this particular candidate. But another story, if their answers are too short and you to need to dig in by yourself too much, you are not interested, or oh, the description is too long and it's too complicated, sometimes maybe too technical to understand, and then you just leave this this candidate I understand. Yeah, Okay, but it's always two sides of the coin. One is a candidate, but another, another is a hiring manager. Because you do interview candidates, but you also interview potential hiring managers. So what is the most important for you when you are interviewing a hiring manager?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So when I'm speaking to a hiring manager, I think it's very important to get a full picture as to... Why they are hiring this role, what this role would be doing, the career opportunities for this role, the difficulties that they've had with the hiring process so far, um, the ideal type of candidate that they're looking for, why that's their ideal type of candidate. In short, just getting as much detail as I can because what I found is that very often the the person that gets the job doesn't 100% match the job description. And there are a lot of other or different um, things and factors that hiring managers are looking for when they're interviewing people. So when I'm speaking to a hiring manager, I want to find out what those things
0: are. Okay, so I got a quick question here. Do you get something like a minimum acceptance criteria? For a particular role.
1: Yes, and it does depend on the hiring manager, but the the other way that I phrase it to the hiring manager is what are you flexible on and what are your must haves? Um and what what I tend to find actually is the must haves Become flexible throughout the process, especially when it's a hard to fill role. So, there's been, for example, many situations where the shortlists have not been diverse enough for some hiring managers. And so that's where I've had to go back to the hiring manager and say, well, if you want a more diverse shortlist, you've seen what's on the market, we need to make some of your minimum acceptance criteria, your must haves, we need to make some of those flexible. So there are cases where I have to push back to hiring managers, just to educate them on what's available for, for what they're looking
0: for. This is a very interesting statement uh, that you said something like not diverse enough, what doesn't really mean?
1: So I think what's amazing at the moment and something that I'm really passionate about is that there is a lot more awareness about diversity within the data and analytics industry as a whole and what I'm seeing more from managers is that they enjoy having different types of people in their team because they bring different ideas, different backgrounds, different social dynamics to the team so when so they're asking us as Uh, recruiters that when we are putting forward candidates that we are also trying to make sure that we are including slightly different profiles than they're used to seeing
0: so sometimes the the skills are not diverse it's very hard to find a person or they just uh not aware that they can get different person on on the same role with different skills and get some uh different point of view of the solutions they deliver is it yeah do you mean
1: yeah what I'm saying is that for example say that they were really strict on a candidate having SQL and Power BI because Power BI is their entire visualization suite and they need someone to come in and hit the ground running but they would like to hire a woman for example but at the moment in the market there's not Many women that are looking with SQL and Power BI. I would go back to the manager and say, "Well, which of these three things is is a must-have?" And they'll say, "The fact that it's a woman, for example." So then I say, "So let's be flexible about Power BI. Let's get somebody with Tableau that's willing to upskill on Power BI."
0: You prioritize your uh, your points. So it's about you said that you pushed back to from higher managers and you had to educate them this is very interesting did it happen that you were not able to uh, educate them that they wanted to stay with their idea and you had to push back and say sorry it's not possible to deliver this kind of candidate on board
1: yes definitely we we find that with salaries for example if there's a budget and they're looking for a certain experience level within that budget and it's not on the market at the moment it's just not um so we've had instances with that where it's we will present the shortlist that we can um, and if they if they're not willing to budge or be flexible which which happens very rarely I would say then there may be a case where we come to agreement to just pause the search for now and maybe revisit it or deprioritize it and revisit it in the future but I would say The majority of managers are flexible to making those sacrifices or those changes dependent on what the market is looking like. And that's why I find it's really important to have an open communication with the hiring manager. So even, for example, I've had candidates rejected that I didn't agree that they should have been rejected only because... The candidate, when they spoke to me, were able to really express themselves and maybe got nervous, fluffed up the interview, etc. Um, so I've, I've spoken to hiring managers about can we set up another call for the candidate? And it's happened. So that's the great thing about having an open communication with hiring managers.
0: Okay, this means, this means that it happened that uh, some uh, candidates were rejected. Yeah, but they they were more relaxed, or they they conversation with your initial conversation with you was much better with the hiring manager. Yes, it's probably more stressful to speaking to the hiring manager than to a, to a recruiter, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And <laughs>
1: often uh, it happens a lot. Actually, I'll have a hiring manager that's on the fence about a candidate, and they'll ask for my opinion. So when you spoke to them, what was your opinion? What what information did they give you? Um, and how did they relay information to you? And that's where I will...
0: Oh, ah, okay. So if they are not sure about the process, they also ask your opinion about uh, an individual. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh, us employers, and just... I was just... Um, interested in because you mentioned about the market changes that people are more likely to become more approachable people and uh, so is this in the data or it or tech people is very hard to uh, become approach approachable or on the phone or in the interview because this is the only chance to show off with this kind of skills or abilities
1: yeah it's very interesting isn't it because even though people are interviewing for technical roles there tends to be say there was four interview stages only one of those stages tends to be the technical round and the other three tend to be in well in this time zoom or face-to-face interviews and so it just even that reflects how much the communication skills are important in these roles even though they are very technical and so I would say definitely the candidates that have strong communication skills have got roles even when their technical skills weren't the greatest because they showed potential and were able to communicate their passion to upskill and learn and develop. I do on your point though understand that For some people in the industry, uh, the developers and engineers, that that's not something that comes naturally to them. And so I do work with my candidates to help them feel um, that they can approach that a bit better. My best piece of advice in that case is preparation, interview preparation. Leave yourself as little room for freestyling and improvising As possible. So um, one of the techniques that I think is good is using the STAR technique. I don't know if you've come across it.
0: I came across it, but uh, if you give, like, um, describe in five words, this could be great because not everyone can know it.
1: Sure. So STAR um, is a way of answering questions in an interview that allows for uh, your answer to be structured, clear, and provide the information that it needs to. Um, so, STAR actually stands for different words. Um, S stands for situation. So, if you were asked a question such as, describe a situation where you had to overcome a difficulty. S is first describing what the situation was. For example, we had a data breach in our system. Um, T stands for the task that you decided that you wanted to do regarding that situation. So we had a data breach in our system as a situation. The task, I decided that I would need to enter the system to investigate what had gone wrong. The A stands for approach. So that's the approach that you took to resolve the situation So there was a data breach within the the system. The task was I needed to go into the system and see what was wrong. The approach I took was finding out from the other team members who had last gone into the system and asked my line manager if she was okay with me entering the system. I then went into the system, found the problem of the breach Mm -hmm. and fixed the problem. And then the final and most important part is R stands for result. So a lot of people forget to talk about the result. So they would describe the situation, the approach they took to overcome the situation. But they forget to talk about what then was the commercial value of that to the business. And so, for example, something like me going in and fixing the data breach enabled for us to successfully run the future campaigns within the business, meaning that we made a revenue profit of X amount, for example. So there you're linking it back to the business. You're showing that you are able to...
0: I think help the business. Yeah. Bring the real business value. Yeah. Because whatever we do in tech, this is, needs to bring a business value. That's it. It's not just playing with the technology. You need you need to bring something to the business. Yeah. Well, it's really, really great inside. Uh, I think not everyone knows the star technique. It's really worth to use this technique.
1: Yeah. And also... Um, within an interview, I've actually seen people be rejected because they didn't ask enough questions. So always also just remember there is time at the end of the interview that the interviewer has de- deliberately left so you can ask questions. So do your your star preparation on the different achievements that you've had throughout your career, but also to take the heat off you, prepare questions that you can ask the interviewer as well.
0: Actually, I just wanted, to, in the end of our conversation, actually, I wanted to ask this question. Never, never leave your interviewer unattended and ask questions yes. in the end. <laughs> yes. And uh, just, okay, do you have advice? What's the best two or three questions you can ask your h- potential hiring, hiring manager?
1: I think you sh- it should definitely be a question around the role and the responsibilities. It You can't just go off the job spec and what me as the recruiter has told the person. So I think asking what they would like this role to achieve.
0: Okay, sounds pretty good.
1: Oh, How would they like this role to impact? Yeah, this role that, that this person's interviewing, how would they like this role to impact the current team? I think there should be something about... There's, to be honest there's no questions that a manager said to me that they liked more than other questions that's
0: really good uh, also answer I think because if they there is nothing like uh, the best question maybe the worst the worst exists probably or the worst situation is when you don't uh, don't ask at all. Yeah,
1: because I think that you're not interested in the role.
0: Uh, this is very really, this is very important now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, makes sense. Okay, there is there is never the best answer, but uh, but there is always the worst. Uh, the sorry, yeah, the yeah. best question, yeah. and there are there is always the worst question. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Or no questions, the worst question.
1: Yes. Uh, and also, I just recommend when people are doing their research on the company before the interview. Think of, pick two or three things that really interest you about what they're doing and ask questions about that when you get a chance
0: to. If you mean, if you say two, three things to pick, to ask questions, it's about the business and technology there or activity of this particular department? Because if I'm going first on interview, Mm. I don't really know what the department does.
1: Well, then, uh, and then that's the thing. That's a good question to ask. What does the department do? Um but this is the thing, there's so many different questions. So it's it's not about them asking the right question. It's it's about when you're genuinely interested, you ask these questions. But I'm just trying to think how do you how do I say that? So
0: the most important thing, whatever question you ask, in the end they should show the hiring manager that you are genuine interest in the company yeah. or in the role. Yes. All right. Okay. Per- sounds perfect. So I worked through all my questions, which I prepared. Actually, I got more than. Uh, to be honest, I got more than I expected. It was great to chat. Thank you very much for your time. It was a really great experience for me. And finally, the IT recruitment secret was revealed.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much for speaking with me. And yeah, I hope that those tips were useful for anyone
0: listening. Okay, thank you very much. And there is something else. Remember to follow the podcast so you won't miss the next episode. Cheers. Music by Stella Ronson.